previously on Eidolon Queen. The party encounters some familiar faces to our travelers, but these faces decided to prevent them from continuing in their quest. Afterwards, they were led to meet with the Fairy Feller? The Fae Dweller. The Queer Feller. Fairy Weller? <laughs> Something like that. And Zephyr leads you into the camp proper uh, for the for the for the nomads. Um, when you arrive, uh, you see that people are mostly sort of going about their business, going about their day. You arrive like you know fairly early afternoon, so some folks are uh, already cooking, making stews, that sort of thing, um, and others are relaxing or just doing some cleaning or maintenance. The camp is mostly made up of various tents, some fancier than others, though nothing particularly outlandish. By fancy, I mean some of them are large and have a more complex construction, so they're like halfway between tents and temporary houses. So are we talking about like a yurt? Yeah, sorta. But uh, Ch Charity uh, leads you sort of through the camp, uh, unless you had anything specific you, you wanted to do around here. Uh, Charity is going to lead you onward past this section until you sort of get to the other edge uh, and start approaching the river. As you approach the river, you see a modest two-story house made of carefully gathered and arranged stones topped by a wooden roof. A small channel has been built into the river with bricks to control flow to a water wheel attached to the side of the house. The house itself is quite large, but it seems to be more out of necessity rather than flamboyance. From your distance where you are, the door seems to be quite big compared to a normal door. Flat stone steps flanked by a flower garden guide you to the front door. Uh, and now that you're here, uh, you can see that it's at least like ten and a half feet tall and about four feet wide. Charity raises a fist to knock, but then the door suddenly swings inward. In front of you is Mel, wearing a red and black flannel shirt and dark brown pants. She towers over most of you, except for, well, Lillian. Are there any other folks here who are like, 
around 10 feet tall? I can't remember. Nope. I, so. I don't think so. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's pretty much Yeah, William is probably closest. I gotta, you know, I gotta exert dominance. <laughs> oh, hello there. William, like, I'm just gonna photosynthesize, grow a couple extra inches, just to, you know, try and compete mm. here. <laughs> Oh, Callistra is literally going to grow a couple inches. No, I I was saying Lillian, okay. you know, seeing oh. a giant. Like, oh, I'm synthesize here real quick, just you know. Yeah, give me a minute. <laughs> oh, I've been expecting you all. I'm so happy to finally meet you again, Lillian. It's been a while. It has. Good to see you're looking spry and f- full of leaves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh right. don't stand out the side there. Uh, Come on uh, in. Is it true that you fought the entire wild hunt and won? Oh, well, I did have help from Mad, my buddy. That's so cool, though. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I've, I've, I've got some food ready to go. You know, got a stew going if you'd like to partake. Why were you Appreciate expecting us? That. Oh, well, the White Queen told me. Huh. I think Lily had, like, tilted its head and is like, is that right? Yes, and I think it's best if we discuss this away from wandering ears. I think Kestrel what? just walks inside. Are there a, a lot of wandering ears around here? Crimson well, follows Kestrel. Folks get curious. I, I suppose they do. Certainly, certainly I would be if I were uh, under the same circumstances. Uh, all right, yes, uh, and Ricky is also going to go in. Yeah, I, when you go in, you notice that the furnishings are about what you'd expect for like a, you know, pretty standard domestic house. Um, the table is a, a bit large compared to what you're used, most of you are used to, but not so large. It does seem like the furniture here is bigger than it normally would be to accommodate Mel's much larger size, but there seems to have been a compromise made, uh, and you think you understand why. Over in the living room, sort of, as you as you enter, you're sort of, like, immediately in sort of a entryway, and off to your left is the living room, and off to your right uh, is, a, is a dining room. Uh, and in the living room, you see sort of sitting in a rocking chair, a very thin, almost sort of ethereal woman. Her skin is uh, slightly translucent, pale green, uh, and she has long yellowish green hair that clings to her like the leaves of an aquatic, aquatic plant. Her ears are very uh, long and thin and pointed, and her eyes she doesn't really have pupils, uh, or well, is it pupils? Hold on. What's the white? Sclera. Sclera. Of you? She doesn't really have like a sclera like you'd see from a lot of folks. Instead, her eye is just like one sort of solid orb of pale green. But there's almost like a... If you were to look closer, you'd see that it's almost like there's a... It's almost like shifting constantly, like there's something just beneath the surface. Nodding wisely, like I understand. Ah, yes, rainbow eyes. 
<laughs> Lillian, you uh, you know her as Brooke Illuminated by Morning Sunlight, uh, also known as the Nymph in Yellow. Okay. Uh, she's uh, Mel's wife, uh, and she's just kind of sitting here reading a book. Uh, she briefly, as, as you all come in, she turns her head towards you all, smiles, and you all sort of feel a kind of warm sensation, like basking in a sunrise, and you feel the color yellow. Huh. Did she go by any other name besides, what was the, it was Brooke? Brooke illuminated by morning sunlight. Um, Mel will sometimes call her Brooke for sure. Okay. Mel turns to you all and says, oh, that's, that's my wife there, Brooke. You're Mel and Brooke? Yep. Oh, fuck. I didn't realize what I did. <laughs> oh. I was, I was trying to figure sorry. out a way to make a fantasy I'm joke sorry. about it. I'm that was I'm very sorry. <laughs> God damn it. Let me tell you, I risked in, in, in Maxie's defense, Maxie's Jewish. Maxie's allowed. <laughs> Maxie is obligated. Let me tell you, Iris, you couldn't make Eidolon Queen today. Oh, they wouldn't let you. Oh, that was completely on accident. Oh, God. All right. Uh, now I got to recover from that. It's like, uh, like Frasier and knowledge. Niles all over again. <laughs> You're right. Lord. Uh, anyway, um, Mel motions for you to uh, sit down at the table, you know, if, if you want to. Um, and then she starts, uh, she sort of heads over to the kitchen where a, a large pot of uh, stew is boil- is uh, slowly simmering. Kestrel follows her um, and says, when did you speak to the White Queen? Last night. What? N- now, now, when you say you spoke to her, are, you talk- are we talking like in your dreams? Like it was a, a sacred vision or? Oh, yes. In, in my dreams. I would have liked to speak to her pers- uh, face to face again, but unfortunately, that's a little difficult these days, isn't it? How do you know you spoke with the White Queen and not just had a dream? Because she told me to help you in any way I can. She called you by your name. And then Kestrel just goes to the, a wall and like leans on it and stops fucking talking. Ah, you broke her. Oh, no, I don't think I did that. Fair. Anyway, she puts the stew on the table with a sort of hey, uh, loud Iris. thunk. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'd be sensing a fair amount of discontent from Kestrel right now. But what am oh, I? Yes. What am I sensing from uh, Brooke? Is, is she disturbed by the contact with the with the White Queen and her request? Give me or? a dredge. Okay. I think. Yeah. This is gonna be a dredge. Um. So your biz is <laughs> two. Right. All right. Uh, you do still have your ready for anything. My, yep, draw. I still have my holds. My horrible, horrible holds. <laughs> yeah. You get judgment and justice. Uh, judgment feels appropriate here. Your past failures catch up to you. Okay. You wanted the <laughs> negative one? Yeah. Okay, just checking. All righty. Let's see here. Oh, uh, I guess the Phantom Clock advances, but I have a feeling uh, that's that's not going <laughs> to be really, a problem. Yeah, really matter. I mean, don't it's jinx only it. Only at like three. 
we'll see. You're gonna have to do a whole lot of bad draws and pushing. Um, now, some people in this call may take that as a challenge, I'm afraid. <laughs> I mean, hey, if you want to. Yeah, I think you do try to uh, sense what's in her mind, uh, but I think like your your attempts to to read her mind are sort of being you're getting interference from your own memories. I, I think even though you don't necessarily want may you may not want to admit it and. Let me know if uh, this is uh, taking too many liberties with your character here. But that that encounter you had uh, with the illusion, the illusionary castle uh, has sort of brought some of uh, some of your feelings and desires to the front. Uh, and it is harder for you to get a read on Mel uh, when you yourself are sort of still dealing with that yeah i think that's fair okay uh yeah so you you can't quite nail down what she's feeling it's it's not discontent um but you're not entirely sure what it is there's something there but i can't place it kind of yeah yeah okay so yeah she she sets the the stew down um passes Um, out bowls i I, I did have a i did want to follow up and just say oh sure go ahead what else did she say to you? She told me that you're the last chance. Did she tell you anything about where she is? Oh, I know that already. I think you know as well, don't you, Kestrel? You sensed her in the fissure, didn't you? Kestrel? I didn't sense her. I sensed something familiar. Besides that, it doesn't matter if she is there if her you think, I, you think I wouldn't have gone to get her if I could do it on my own? Oh, no. I know very well that you need help. That's partly why I want to talk to you. You met Charity, didn't you? Yeah. She, she brought you here. Did she show you what happened to her arm? She did, did yeah. Did she? Yeah. Okay. Well, I couldn't remember. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she did. Cool. Okay. So you know that the Fisher does things uh, especially to people or things that are have a high concentration of undertow in them which means that it can be quite deadly for some of you and also to myself I've done my best to avoid it but there is one thing I know of that can help you survive the fissure at least hopefully long enough for you to rescue the queen. Yeah. I don't like the fact that I'm about to suggest that you infiltrate the fairy king's land and steal his tear from your castle. But the tear is suffused with his essence and magic. As far as I know, it's it's the only artifact in reasonable reach of you that you could use for protection. You say steal, as if can the king not be dealt with? It's genuinely considered unwise to negotiate with the Fae. I am well aware 
of the costs of dealing with the Fae. But I am also well aware of what happens to those who would cross them. It's certainly not outside the realm of possibilities, but I do warn you, the Fairy King has been, well, not exactly himself in recent years. The fisher hit his land hard. It was fairly close to the epicenter. And it is essentially no more. He was unable to bear the grief, so he simply removed it from his soul and sealed it within a crystalline teardrop. It's a bit dramatic. Since then, he hasn't really been the same. He has been more fickle, more cruel. I haven't... It's been difficult to reason with him, which is why I've mostly stayed with the nomads, protecting them from whatever might threaten them. I feel like maybe we can read between the lines on that phrasing. I say this out of character, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck the Fae. All my homies hate the Fae. <laughs> <laughs> That's also out of character. Oh. <laughs> and it, but yet in character voice, I appreciate the commitment. I thought it'd be funnier. <laughs> you weren't wrong. It was funnier. You are yeah. right. <laughs> so if we capture this tear from the Fae King, everyone else will be able to accompany into the tear when we can find the right queen. That's the idea. At least for long enough that hopefully you'll be able to find her and get her out. And if we are unable to steal it or persuade His Majesty into giving us access, are we all prepared to do what might need to be done? Committing regicide no easy feat. I should hope not. And it has long-reaching implications, as I'm sure you're aware. I'm not saying it should be our first our first choice, but if this is our only possible avenue, we have to I be, agree with you. We have to be aware of all of the options. It's fine with me. I would certainly prefer not to murder anyone, but... I'm not saying we kill the Fey King in his bed. I'm saying we make every effort we we can we can to just either acquire or take the tear. But if he puts up a fight, we yeah. we have to just, make our choice. It just feels a little like banditry. It won't make for the best story. Oh, You've oh, never told oh story about no, no story is told truthfully. Stories are overrated. I'd much rather stick to the facts here. Okay, well, I'd rather the facts not be that we kill a man and steal his things. Sometimes you have to kill a man. The facts are also never told truthfully. If it makes you feel a little better, the Fairy King has done some killing of his own. That doesn't make me feel better at all! Oh, the, the Fairy King has done much in his day. Ricky, how many people have you killed? None! Mm. I'm a playwright, for God's sake! Then you might be with the wrong group. Oh, I don't know about that. I think you'll need people like Ricky just as much as you need people like you and Crimson. Crimson does a, a, 
uh, like now the the head like okay yeah we're the ones with body counts Makes yeah sense. yeah well I I I have a yeah. I have a sneaking suspicion that Lillian also has yeah yeah I didn't say I didn't I know I also I know. have a suspicion that maybe not by her own hands but I I have a feeling that uh, Callistra has a you know. Ordered a dead or two, or at least implied it. That ghastly business aside, you one cannot <laughs> run a kingdom without being responsible for many lives. And sadly, there are burdens that must be carried when enacting such duties. Speaking of carrying burdens, I don't expect to send you off completely on your own. Uh, I believe he should be getting back right about. Uh, and you sort of see the the door swing inward again and sort of slam against the opposite wall uh, and filling up the door frame, at least the width of it. Uh, you see a very large, um, almost bear-sized pig uh, who has a pipe in his mouth. Okay, so we're talking am, uh, uh, walking on two legs as a man would, pig. Oh, oh no, four legs still. Oh! Which is very large. Excellent. <laughs> I, I was thinking more of the pipe. Okay. I, I don't... Yeah, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, no. He, of... He's got a pipe as well. Is this some sort of gaming pig? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello. You must be the adventurers. My name is Mad. Pleasure to meet you. It is a pleasure to meet you as well, sir. Anyway, I suppose that my friend was giving me a dramatic introduction at about this time. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Callistra brain radios to the party. Oh, they definitely planned planned this out. <laughs> yeah, mm. no, for sure. Yeah. Mad will be accompanying you, at least for a short while. He will be going, uh, going with you and guiding you to the, to the fairy king's realm. Don't expect me to do much in a fight. Don't I don't particularly enjoy violence. Oh, don't worry. I believe I believe we have people for that. Indeed, and what? I do still have certain abilities that you may find will come in handy. Why would you I say can it control like that, though? The weather. Oh, okay. That sounds pleasant. Indeed, it was quite helpful when I was running uh, when I was running away from some humans trying to slaughter me. Mm. Nothing like a good old-fashioned heavy rain shower to get them all stuck in the mud. What are we leaving? Well, I suppose that's up to you all. Has it been a long day of travel, Iris? It is. It is the afternoon. And it, so it has been long, but it hasn't exactly been grueling. Like the most excitement you've had is the the brief Eidolon battle. And I think the, how the only one who got dinged up in that is Castrol, who could not give less of a shit. Right. Are you sure? 
Oh, did are you, you sure all, that's oh, the only one I who did, got? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Molly, Molly. Are you yeah. sure that wasn't you attacking me? Lillian, yeah, Lillian's <laughs> Lillian also got hurt, <laughs> and also Kestrel hurt Lillian. <laughs> yeah, because Kestrel may or may not have shifted damage from herself. Yep. Uh-huh. No, I. The We're Kestrel all is trying also to find hurt. the island user both. who did this. <laughs> We're both hurt. It's fine. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, Calistra asks, how far is it to the Fairy King's lands? Oh, well, it'll be probably at least half a day's travel. If we left now, we'd be getting there pretty much in the middle of the night. So personally, I wouldn't recommend it, but I can't stop you. I, I would suggest in that case that we take the evening to enjoy the hospitality of these kind people and set off for an early morning. Well, delightful. I'll be just outside, munching on some slop. <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, I think as as you've been chatting with Mad, um, Mel has finished uh, divvying up the food to, to those of you who eat like that. So I guess I guess just three of you, <laughs> right? Because Lillian photosynthesizes. Yep. And Ricky is a golem. Uh, Kestrel also does not eat. Right. I f- well, <laughs> Kestrel could eat. Kestrel chooses Kestrel not to eat. Doesn't. Uh, Kestrel, why um, are you so weird? There are there are I, people you can speak to about that. Uh, I, Mel hands Mel like slides a a bowl of stew over to you anyway, and uh, sort of like raises raises her eyebrows. Uh, Kestrel takes the bowl of stew, walks over to um, Crimson and um, Crimson and Callistra's, like, you know, where they're seated and evenly pours it into their bowls. Well, all right, then I suppose there is more for me. Doesn't need to go to waste. I'm sure that Kestrel is just practicing uh, not accepting fairy food. These aren't fairy and that's why it's practice. Kestrel walks over to Mel and does like a like hand on her shoulder kind of salute and says, thank you for cooking a meal. I didn't want it to go to waste. Crimson's just seeing it like nothing. Thank you for respecting the food. And I think Kestrel goes outside. Uh, all right. I think we'll we'll do the the kitchen scene first. What are what are you all doing? Are you sort of just uh, eating your meals in silence? Are you chatting? Uh, uh, asking any questions? I think Crimson, you know, Crimson can put down a meal quickly. Uh, so I would say five minutes-ish. She finishes the stew, puts it down, and walks to see if she can talk to uh, Kest- uh, Kestrel by themselves. Yeah, Kestrel's outside. If we, if we want to do that, or like the, everyone else who's eaten. Yeah, sure. Um, if uh, did anyone else have uh, who's inside still want to do something? I don't have anything in mind. I imagine if anything, Lillian is probably like um, just politely catching up with Mal. Some. It's yeah, probably been a sense. while. Yep. All right. Uh, in that case, uh, yeah, sure. We can do a scene between Kestrel and Crimson. Um, I think what Crimson sees um, as as 
uh, she walks out to find Kestrel. Um, is Kestrel like out just just outside, like in the still in the wooded area, but like around her, like for maybe three to four feet, like radius of all of the uh, all of the plant life is like withering and dying, um, and like you can see like a faint like white glow like shift into her. Shaking my damn head. <laughs> You're inside. You don't know that. I <laughs> uh, I mean Lillian is partly the forest. It can probably sense something. It's fine. I'm I'm relaxed of it. Hmm. <laughs> Enjoying dinner. <sighs> um Enjoying's a bit strong. Yeah. I would imagine. We need to talk or I would like to talk before this next Okay. Mission feels too organized. Right. Adventure. What do you want to talk about? When Charity's arm went through the fissure, it didn't get destroyed. It changed, but it didn't get destroyed. Now, I'll admit, uh, Lillian's hand didn't fare great, but you went in went out, and as far as I know, nothing happened. I'm not here to pry into your business or find out your secrets. I honestly don't care. Thank you. What I want to know is, how were you sure that if I went in the fissure, what happened to Lillian would happen to me, and not what happened to Charity? I don't know what would happen to you exactly, Crimson. But what I do know for sure is that it won't be a positive change. Hmm. And you're completely sure about that? Everything I have seen and experienced points to it. I don't understand everything about your situation, but... I can tell you're clearly struggling, so I get the impulse to see if something else might be better. The grass is always greener, but as you can see from, and she gestures at the dead grass around her, um, Mm. it isn't always the case. I think Crimson kind of just drops down like basically like drops sits down and get takes a big breath and exhale okay then so much for that i don't think i ever got to a plan but so much for that idea i don't know what will happen at the end of our journey, but provided I am in a place where I can offer my assistance and you still need assistance with your situation, I'm happy to try and do what I can. Okay. I appreciate that. Mm. I'm gonna ask you for a favor that you have no reason and no right to grant but at least 
hear me out and consider it. You don't have to decide. If at any point in this next mission you feel like, fuck it, it's not gonna work. It's not, this is not worth it. This is too much, whatever. And you think you might as well just go there by yourself. At least let me try and go with you. And let me see whatever happens. Because I don't think you can... Uh, maybe you could do this by yourself, but... I've tried. I know I can't. I would like... If nothing goes wrong... If nothing goes right, that is... I still want to try. Because I don't see what other option I have. I think Kestrel looks down for a long while. She she thinks um, and then looks back with her helmeted like you could you can't read any emotion with Kestrel because it, she has the full face helmet. You can't like it's all body language and she doesn't give much of that up. Um but she looks and says If you do ask this of me, I need to make sure you understand what you're asking. And she sets down her spear, reaches up, and pulls off her helmet. And underneath you see an emaciated face of a papery, whitish, gray-skinned elf drawn tight over bones. Matted, dry hair uh, that hangs limply over her shoulders. Uh, purple eyes that have lost like any sort of light or life to them, just very dull. Um, and scars crisscrossing across her face and neck. And, like, she looks barely alive. I understand. And I don't take this lightly. If... If everything goes well, then there's nothing to worry about. But if it doesn't... Well... Then... This is... This is my last choice, and I'll probably try to do it with or without you. And might as well do it with you. Uh, Kestrel puts her helmet back on. Um, and says... On one condition. Yeah? If you do accompany me, and whatever changes happen, and feel too painful, or too great, or are too much... Allow me to put you out of your misery. Don't want you to have to live like this. Okay. Okay. And I think she holds out her hand for like a to he both help uh, help Crimson back up mm -hmm. and also like shake hands. Yeah. Yeah. She she takes it and gets up and shakes your hand. Great. Done deal. I think back in the dining room. Molly, you mentioned that Lillian is is catching up with uh, Mel. Mm -hmm. I think at some point um, Mel asks you, "So, 
I suppose it's, it's getting about time for your next cycle, huh? If my, if my timing's, if my timing's still correct. Uh, I think Lillian, uh, kind of puts its, like, um, like, as much as, uh, it can cross its arms, it does, uh, and says, yeah, we're, we're quickly approaching, I think. That's a shame. I like this iteration of you, though. I'm sure the one who comes next will be, uh, quite pleasant company as well. I have to hope so, right? Oh, yes. Hope counts for a lot in this, in this world. Don't you worry, I'll, I'll be sure your grove stays safe as much as I can. Appreciate that. Someone has to. There aren't a, a lot of us who know how to do it anymore. No, there aren't, are there? No. But if you succeed, hopefully that will change. And, well, I think there's a lot of hope in all of you, despite what you may think about yourselves. I can't speak for... Crimson or Kestrel, but I think we can do it. Even if they seem dead set on getting themselves killed before they can. Oh, such is the way of adventurers. Always getting their blood up. Suppose it is. I remember when I was younger, I used to be full of vim and vigor and thought myself a bit too big for my britches. Which is difficult considering. <laughs> Indeed. You helped set me straight a few times, if I remember. You do remember. I do remember. But it's better now. How long's it been? Oh, gosh. Probably about at least four or five hundred years. Sounds about right. The world is better off with people like you all in it. I'll do what I can to help keep it that way. Well, I appreciate that, but... There's also room for you and yours. She uh, takes a bite of stew and nods. I suppose so. Meanwhile, at the table, uh, Callistra speaking to Ricky. So, Richard, who would you say is the most interesting person you've ever performed for? Ooh, the most interesting one. Well, I've performed for kings and queens, rich men, uh, councils crowds of masses who simply wanted entertainment but I think uh, when she when she says when he says uh, uh, you know kings and queens uh, you know rulers and whatnot uh, just kind of chuckles them out as well surely none of them I think honestly it would have to be uh, it was 300 years ago I think. Are you familiar with Wilhelm Getterschmidt? The name rings a bell, but I can't say I'm acquainted. A fine playwright in his own right, and I think that was by far the most enlightening performance I've ever given. He was in the front row, and every time I spoke a line or someone else gave a line that I wrote, I could see the micro-expressions flash across his face. I could see every little adjustment in his position as the tension of the story rose and fell. And in some way, I think I could reconstruct the play as he was experiencing it and imagine what he might have done differently, what he would have done the same, what he was disappointed by, what he was impressed by. 
was mastery reflected in the face of another master, you know? The appraisal of a peer, it is... It is a reaction unlike any other. Very much so. A, re a reflection of one's own work through another, similar yet different. Have you ever been much for drama, Calistra? <laughs> my dear, I run a court. I've had my fill of drama for as long as I can remember. As far as entertainment goes, however, I've been more partial to the comedies, I believe. Any particular favorites? Oh, I like a good satire. In my experience, that's fairly rare among your sort of people. They all like to claim they do, but when they actually see anything that uh, attacks them with any real bite, they change their tune. And those are, of course, my favorite. The, mad the madder the upper gentry get at a piece, the better it is in my experience. Then I suppose after all this is said and done, I'll have no choice but to uh, <laughs> do what I can to skewer you as well. In your honor, of course. Oh, my dear. By all means, please. Tear me apart. If, if I may ask, what was it that you petitioned the Black Queen for? Was it on behalf of yourself or your kingdom, or...? Oh, honey. Not the time to ask such personal questions. We're only still just getting to know one another. I suppose. Well, I won't pry. It's nothing on you, my dear, of course. It's just some things are safer when they're kept close. As you all uh, chat or, you know, brood in silence... <laughs> Uh, That's a way of counting. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the sun begins to set. Uh, Mel offers what room she has available uh, to anyone who might want uh, shelter inside. Uh, how many of you will actually take that offer? Oh, uh, I will for sure. Okay. If Crimson is taking a room, I think Kestrel will just like not sleep in a bed, but like sit like in a meditative style with like the the spear like rested in her arms i was picturing her just doing a moody final fantasy dragoon lean against <laughs> the against the door frame all night. <laughs> that yeah. that's just how she that's how she like is that's her lounge right mm -hmm. just doing crunches on idle night. pose <laughs> yeah sorry cat wants to join the conversation <laughs> hello cat <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, Crimson will take a room. Then yeah, might as well be rusted. Then yeah, if oh, there's cat. Um, if uh, <laughs> then yeah, if if Crimson's cool with it, Castrol's just gonna like share yeah. the room. Yeah. Listen, Crimson basically fights in her underwear. She has no reservation, <laughs> no modesty and here. And Kestel, yeah, this is like listen, Kestel truly could not give a shit. Yeah. yeah. Kestrel has negative horny right now. Yeah. She has yeah. no. Uh, Could not possibly I, I think, fuck at this juncture. <laughs> yeah, I think Crimson just basically says, like, if I start snoring, just poke at me and I usually move. Uh, I think Kestrel kind of turns her head to her spear and goes, okay. Yeah, that'll be fine. It won't hurt me. <laughs> Kestrel's like, if you actually poked me with like, 
you know, your hand, that would probably hurt me, considering. <laughs> and internally, Kestrel is a little sad because she was like, I'm going to make one joke. Um, and and Crimson's uh, just, just like, yeah, no, I assumed you would stab me in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Her skin's very resistant and hard. Uh, That's the whole bit. That's her Eidolon. <laughs> uh, what's Ricky doing? Uh, I, I assume Ricky's just like chilling in the, on the first floor. I guess there's not floors. Uh, I guess Ricky would just be chilling by the uh, the hearth or whatever and writing. He doesn't have to sleep. Uh, and Lillian, is it staying inside or out? No, it's it's outside. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah, so I I think you all get some rest, and you are waking up the next morning by mad squealing and going. It's morning. Good morning, mad. <laughs> Indeed, uh, and you can see that. Presumably, Mel has strapped little carrying bags across uh, Mad's back. I am ready to go with supplies. I can carry them if you need me to. I have space. Oh, no, it's perfectly fine. Okay, well, appreciate it. It's fun to be useful. It is that. Yeah. Now, are, uh, are your other companions up or are they still struggling with the morning sun? I think as, as he asks that, Callistra emerges looking like she's just come from uh, like a fancy suite somewhere, like completely put together. I, I think that's when, uh, you can tell me if I'm wrong, Zoe, that's when Kestrel and... Uh, and Crimson come in from the outside. They, they, I, were they in the morning run? Were they sparring, training, hunting? They were they, doing they something. They were doing something. Like, yeah, oh. it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Ah, yellow up. Mm. Good. Uh, I think you, you hear uh, Mel start to descend the stairs. She is like still rubbing her eyes, and as she gets down to the first floor. She says, Oofta, never get, never get used to that. Mad loves doing it, but, uh, boy does it, boy does it ever get me. That's why I like doing it. Oh, you're a little scamp, aren't you? Very well then, uh, suppose I'll see you off. Yes, uh, do you have any any advice before we get going? Ah, well, let's see. I suppose my advice would be if you do get into a fight with the Fairy King, don't expect it to go like a typical battle. Oh, is he going to uh, perhaps create a simulacrum of uh, one or more of our pasts and uh, use music to control our thoughts and emotions? Oh, no, more like... Uh, no, 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 I'm, do I'm there doing are a bit. Oh, oh, yes, of course. Uh, but no, you will be in his realm, so he will have a bit more control than you might be used to. Don't be surprised if he imposes some rules on you. 
I have always thought that the imposition of rules only leads to greater creativity. Well then, I'm sure you'll do just fine. Uh, and I think she she waves uh, waves goodbye as you all sort of head out and follow a fisher into the forest. It is now time for the ad read. I think I'm doing the voice bad. It's been a couple weeks since we recorded episode number four. Wait, let me get in my car cut voice. Eh, fuck. Fuck. Shit. Ah, I think I lost it. Eh, fuck. Anyway, hey everyone, it's Fappy. I was gonna do it in crimson voice and character, but fuck it. It's it's Saturday night. I guess I'm feeling alright. Um, you're in the middle of the podcast. I hope you're having a nice time. It's a good one. I, I like it. It's it's good. I'm here to tell you about the Patreon. If you're listening to this in the free feed for one dollar a month, you could be listening to this one week earlier. The power of time travel for three dollars a month. You could be getting some bonus behind-the-scene content. Uh, you get the the GM notes. You get the the monthly bonus podcast. Uh, Five dollars gives you the and I think I think don't quote me on this. I think you get the playlist, but those might be five dollars. Five dollars a month gives you a playlist of the draft of the first version of the game. Uh, and uh, yes, I don't. I don't think we should really update these. I don't think they let you update them. For ten dollars a month, you get access to the crap bag. Uh, oh no, wait! For five dollars a month, you also get your name right on the credits, which I will do in a second. And then for how's everyone doing? Are you chilling? Are you having a good time? I'm gonna I'm gonna drink some uh, Mountain Dew Zero. So. I don't know if that came out or not. For $10 a month, you get access to the grab bag. And uh, for this month, we played Mario Party 2 Bronze Challenge. Me, Mike, Crystal, and Iris. Iris, I love you. I, I didn't forget. Uh... <laughs> uh we play Mario Party 2 online and try to get third place. That's a fun time. And you all also get a bunch of uh, access to Adelon Book Club, which uh, we did last month. We talked about one of my favorite uh, trans books, I would say. Some nice piece of trans fluffy fiction. Uh, you get access to Juji Got Fingered and... Uh, I meant for you to pot my cast and a bunch of other things that we will be doing for for ten dollars a month. So if you wanna, if you have the money, we'd appreciate it. And if you don't, hey, guess what? It's fine. We've all been there. I am currently there. This is like, listen, it's cool. I'll get here's here's some mylon on me. It's one week later, but it's on me. I'm, I'm getting it to you like under the table. Just uh, if you can. Tell your friends about us. Tell your no, not your enemies, but like tell tell your crushes about us. Tell the people in your life you have parasocial relationships. 
in either way, if you have an audience, great. If you have a favorite content creator, also great. Tell them about Idol on Playtest and that they should listen to us and give us some fucking money. Because I'd appreciate that. Or at least listen to us. That'll be enough. That, that'll be enough. Anyway, I'm going to take another drink of uh, the Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. Not as close to the mic this time. And then I'm going to read the long list of uh, ants. I mean names. Patreon names. That we have for today. Special shout out and thank you to our Patreons. Kevin King. Like oh, no, never mind. I'm going to do Crimson Boys for these. I'm going to try Crimson Boys. Kevin King. Natalie Ordway. Fiona, fin Fiona Finale. Meh. Nancy Blank. Oh, my voice cracked there. Ah, I'm experiencing orc puberty. So <laughs> I'm not cutting or stopping this. Celeste Jennings. Ah, I need to get to the Carcat boys. Fuck. Shit. Ah. Carcat yells a lot for me in my head. Ah. And in the comic. Ah. Selfie. Celeste Jennings. I can't remember if I said that one. Afuka. I, I'm definitely pronouncing that wrong. I'm sorry. F Fair Majesty. Empress Quint. Fair Majesty, Empress Quintilian Galaxion, Asira, Grief Ninja, Trivial James, Witsu, Apollo Strife, Tabitha Spokes, Listen to my girlfriend talk about magic lore on the Bortos cast. Fuck, I might listen to your girlfriend talk about magic lore on the Bortos cast. Give me a second. F fuck the rest of the Patreon list. I need to open Google real quick. Ah, this has turned from, from Crimson to Fabi. What the fuck is the Bortos cast? Hi, free advertising. I'm giving you the free advertising. If you give us $5 or more, you might get free advertising. Excellent refresher. Ooh, they have a Doctor Who episode? Fuck. What if I listen to the Doctor Who episode? Ooh, cute voice. Anyway, I'll I'll look at that later. Not when I'm recording a, a podcast. Uh, Ali, uh, Ali, Oxenfree Miller, Jennifer, Hazel, Mood. How do you pronounce the capital D in Mood? Is it like Mood? Mood. Is it like Mood? Mood. Hunter Beck, David, Valor, World Splinter, Carmichael, Nick, Maragos, Meridian. Thank you so much. I think I have been going at this for like five minutes. I'm so sorry. I do the most rambly ad reads. Uh, but yesterday was my birthday. So, uh, fuck you, I guess. I'm sorry. I'm in a weird mood. Anyway, enjoy the podcast. I, it's a good episode. I really like this. I'm really enjoying Queen. Iris is amazing. Um, bye. You are traveling for about three, four hours. And as you go deeper and deeper in, the trees get higher and higher and more dense. Lillian starts to have difficulty sort of, e even, even outside its own grove, 
Lillian is usually able to, you know, have basic communication with the uh, other trees and and plants nearby. Uh, but you find it more and more difficult to to speak to these trees to, to uh, understand. A standoffish better. forest, great. Yes, yes, very <laughs> much so. Classic Fay. They are. These trees do not seem particularly happy with your presence. There's sort of a, a, an oppressive nature to how they are crowding around you and s- blocking out the sunlight. What uh, what order are you all marching in? Actually, I have a quick question. Would it be better to travel as a as a human here? Um, you think? Hmm. Maybe feels a little less like an incursion from a from a right. rival. Yeah, drove. that's what I. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Both because it, it'll be easier to like um, just just get through the trees. Yeah, uh, maneuvering. Because, yeah, maneuvering is yes. probably a little harder when the yeah. other plants aren't making way for you. Yeah, yeah. I think in that case, Lillian will probably put the facade back on of the old woman at the uh, at the tavern. Perfect. Yeah. Um, what order are you all marching in? I think Kestrel takes point. Callister would want to be center. Okay, I was gonna say Callister would want to be towards the center as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I think Mad is uh, also traveling up at front since he is sort of. Uh, I would hope our guide yes. would be at the front. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, at at the start of the journey, he was um, sort of uh, humming some tunes to himself, uh, but at, at this point, he has gone completely silent uh, and says, "I always, always hate this portion of the forest. Gives me the creeps. Say no place for a pig like me." Now, boars, if I was a boar, well, then they'd give me respect. I was always under the impression <laughs> that a boar was just a pig that wasn't domesticated. Oh, well, I, technically speaking, but... I mean, at this point, domesticated pigs are like a completely different breed. I don't have you horns. See, see, you would think that, but from what I understand, if you, like, let a pig just be in the wild for long enough, it'll get all... Boorish. It's true. You'll, hmm. Your fur would grow. Tusks. Old you. I find most people who spend too much time in the in the woods when they're not accustomed to it get a bit boorish. <laughs> oh, I'm about forty years old at this point. I've kind of stopped counting. I suppose I'm just a little different. I did get stuck in an. Uh, I did get caught in a upwell at one point. How I got my size and my powers. Maybe that messed with me a little. And to be honest, I don't think I'd like having tusks anyway. It would get in the way of a lot of things. There's a certain charm to my current visage. Don't you think? I've always thought so. Oh, thank you, Lillian. It would clash a bit with the pipe. Yes, exactly. You understand my meaning. As the, as the conversation winds down... Um, you notice that the that the trees start to um, not disperse, but they suddenly start breaking up a bit, and you can faintly see what appears to be 
a castle in the distance. It is crumbled and ruined, but it still has the vague shape of a castle. And sort of as you enter uh, this area, despite not seeing any clouds in the sky, uh, you can quite clearly smell a scent like like rain being carried on a breeze. Normal. Well, I suppose we're here now. It would certainly seem so. Unless there are other derelict castles strewn about this land. Not that I'm aware of. Now, I will fully admit I am not the most sneaky person in the world. I shall hang back and allow you to do whatever it is you intend to do. If you need me, just call. We will. Very well. Thank you. Thank you very much, Matt. Thank you for guiding us. Oh, it was my pleasure. Uh, He sits down on his haunches and with his uh, lips sort of readjusts his pipe a bit uh, and then says, good luck to you all. We'll need it. Calistra, do you and I want to take the lead speaking with his majesty? Uh, if you if you wish, yes. Uh, you should lead, but I'll, I'll be supporting you if needed. Very well, let us go. Alright, you make your way up to the front of the castle, and now that you're closer, it is much more dilapidated than it even looked from a distance. Many of the walls have fallen apart. Sections of the roof have collapsed, leading some entire wings of the castle to be reduced to little more than piles of rubble. The entrance is still intact, but it is almost a joke of an entrance. There are large sections uh, on the sides that have uh, already fallen away where you could simply walk around if you wanted to to get in, but the doors are still there. Uh, Iris, can Ricky have the show must go on? Just uh, do some repairs to the set? <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, yeah, that'll that'll be a challenge fate biz, I guess. I got one biz. <laughs> I keep forgetting you have one biz. <laughs> I specked into glam. That's true. It just doesn't uh, feel like accurate, you know? I know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, well, you got the sun. Fantastic. Oh, huh. Uh, yeah, so let me just double check here. Yeah, you are given cause to celebrate. You uh, uh, briefly stop outside the entrance and... Can Ricky whistle? Uh, I can whistle, so sure. Okay, all right. Yeah, so I think uh, Ricky whistles and uh, suddenly, like, from... Uh, from out of the corner of your eyes, you all see these humanoid figures who are 
com- just completely covered in like black uh, black bodysuits. So so they're just completely featureless. Just run into view uh, and start picking up stones and like applying w- whatever masonry shit they use. <laughs> For a castle, <laughs> I didn't do research on castle construction. Now, now technically, it's repairs to the set. So I'm assuming what they're actually doing is putting up styrofoam with like glue. Right. That yes, that is a good point. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it basically looks yeah. They're they're putting uh, they're gluing some styrofoam together, putting the matte painting back up, <laughs> swapping out the the tattered rug for a new one uh and i think at, at a certain point you you whistle again uh and they all run off and the castle i mean it, it's not perfect you're only one person um but it looks a, a fair bit better than it used to you know the, it's got a proper entrance now you know there's there's no large holes in the walls anymore and the the uh the main hall the main entry hall looks quite nice actually iris Uh, i have a question sure during the journey or now that we're here has there been signs of the presence of any other fae no whole place seems deserted yeah do i i mean i i don't know that i have a extremely long range on it but um, do I sense anybody nearby other than us? Yes, but it's strange. Um, you sense an incredibly concentrated discontent coming from like if if you were to look straight um, up the uh, up the stairs um, where some double doors are that presumably lead to the throne room. Um, you do know your castles, so you're pretty confident about that. Um, uh, there is an incredibly concentrated uh, feeling of discontent, um, more than you've ever experienced in a living being. Uh, it almost seems impossible. Well, shall we? After you. We're heading towards that source. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah. So you go up the stairs uh, and you open the double doors um, and you go down a long hallway. And even though Ricky did do substantial repairs, Ricky couldn't really do much about the aesthetics of the place. In its prime, it must have looked quite extravagant, but. There is no lighting anymore. And the dense canopy provided by the forest basically makes it so very little natural light gets in through the large windows, many of which are have the, pull, the curtains pulled closed anyway. Um, it makes for an altogether dark and gloomy and, and somewhat unsettling walk. Uh, where the only sound you can hear is your own footsteps on the cart on the on the rug. I don't know that this is going to improve the mood, but uh, Callistra is going to uh, summon a few floating uh, blue wispy lights 
around her to provide some additional illumination. Um, sure. Probably cast some strange shadows. Maybe it feels a little uncanny, but it's at least helping us pick up details. Uh, yeah, I, I think when you... Uh, I just want to add a, a little something to yeah. that. I, I think when you do summon those lights, um, if, if anyone were to pay attention to the shadows being cast, they would notice that your shadow ca- is casting a tail. That, that seems appropriate. So as you uh, get to the end of the hallway, you open up the doors, uh, and in front of you is uh, a throne room. Sitting on the throne is the fairy king, dressed in red finery. His gossamer wings now dull, no longer shining in the light like Callistra you'd expect them to. In his hand, he is holding a a dark blue... If you didn't know better, you'd think it was a large sapphire shaped like a teardrop, but it is definitely more than just a simple gemstone. Uh, that is where the emotion you can sense is coming from. And now you understand why it was unsettling you, uh, because you can feel incredibly strong emotions coming from that thing. But for some reason, from the Fairy King, you're not getting anything. Right. Does he react ah. to... Yeah, okay. yeah I, he doesn't look up to see you but he does say to uh, say to himself but in a voice clearly loud enough for you all to hear ah and so the fairy king is going to greet some guests the king without a kingdom i'm sure it will be a quite enjoyable experience for everyone involved I'm sure they will have much to say about their quest, about how they're going to save us all. Well, um, we we do intend to. Uh, Callistra holds holds up a hand uh, to Ricky to mm-hmm. tell him to stop. Uh, she approaches the throne first and drops to one knee, bows her head, and says. Your Majesty, we have come to seek an audience. I I apologize for our impertinent entrance, but unfortunately we were unable to send word ahead of us. Uh, For the record, Crimson also drops to the knee in the back. Yeah, sure. We could follow Callister's lead here. Yeah, listen. Most of us know. Most of us know court protocol. Yeah. Oh, no need to apologize. I could smell that one coming from a mile away. Uh, and a- as he says that, he uh, finally looks up and stares at Kestrel. Your Majesty. Back for more, are you? Did you not get enough the last time? Last time. Oh yes, I assume I assume that you are all filled up on failure, but here you are. Hmm. 
Don't tell me you don't remember. I'll be offended. My memory of my last journey is spotty. If I have wronged you in some way, I apologize. Your dear queen traipsed her way through my kingdom, despite me politely asking her not to. If... All to find some anomaly that she was obsessed with, and look what she did to us all. I was right to try and stop her. If my queen did search for this anomaly, have you considered that perhaps by trying to stop her, you caused some sort of consequence? <laughs> oh, I, I sincerely doubt that. You've seen the color of the fisher, haven't you? Are we judging things simply on the color they are now, my lord? Oh, well, it's a funny coincidence, isn't it? Stranger uh, things Especially have since you're the only one who came back. Oh, your majesty, your majesty, your majesty. Uh, <laughs> what what I'm sure uh, my friend here is trying to say is that we would really like to investigate this anomaly in a bit more detail before we leap to any conclusions. I think Obviously Kestrel I, th- I think Kestrel shoves Ricky out of the way and goes, Did you see me come back? Oh, no, I didn't see you come back. I saw you fall in. Then you have no idea what happened. At best, you're guessing. You're saying that the White Queen did this on purpose or caused this. I didn't say she did it on purpose. And you're saying, but it's her fault. And yet you tried to stop her from doing what she was trying to do. How is it not your fault, my king? I think Ricky is just, like, wringing its hands and, like, looking at (laughs) Callistra like, should we do something about this? Hmm. Callister just gives uh, Ricky a look like, don't step in. (laughs) This is not our beef to settle. I'm trying to think. I feel like... I feel like you should draw for this. Okay. What am I I drawing? I think I'm going to have... I think this will be... Even though you're being a jerk about it, I think this will be a dazzle because you are trying to convince the fairy king that maybe they had it wrong. Sometimes okay. in diplomacy you have to go on the offensive. Yeah. So what is what is your glam? Uh it is two. Oh, that's that's surprising. That's not two. Bad. Alchemist, that's not alchemist, baby. Alright, let's see here. That's the chariot and the emperor. Well um Uh oh. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> the, the Emperor is, in fact, my dissonant nope. card. Oh, that's your dissonant. Ooh, you break something. Uh-oh. Fascinating. Uh-oh. Boy, do I have the worst fucking luck with dissonant cards. So she has to take it, right? Uh, yeah, I have to yeah, take Zoe it. Yeah, does have to And take it. I also have to take yeah. the dissonant effect. Yeah, you try to change something that should not be changed. The GM will swap two of your stats for the rest of the session. <laughs> Would the thing that she's trying to change that should not be be the king's mind? Yeah, yes. I think so. Absolutely. Oh, what um, a game. And I think the thing that you break are these negotiations. Oof. Uh... Well, God, what what stats should I swap? Yeah, go ahead and take your pick. I already got fucking no power elegance. 
Okay. Make her buff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, hmm, I think actually. Can I? Uh, can, can I? Can I make a pitch at you? Sure, because it might be in line with mine. I think Kestrel is like losing her temper in like a way that no one here has seen her lose before. Um, and she's like without realizing it, draining from like the environment around her. And I think swapping glam and pow and making her actually get a bit more like lively and like like full of energy than she has been. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, go that, uh, do that. Um, so your pow is now two, and your glam is now one. Great. And I think as you put the final sort of like... My king, yeah. Yeah, the, the, real, the real flavor on that king, he balls his hand up, which, which he was holding the tear, tear in into a fist, uh, and he slams it the arm of his throne and he says your mother was not of this world she was meddling in things that were not her business and you I thought I had finished you off before but it seems I will have to do so again perhaps the arrows will stick better in your throat this time and Behind him, you see materialize a large knight with ill-fitting uh, armor. It's it's clearly too small for its frame, and it's on it, its head. Just has a single eye, but despite it looking sort of hodgepodge and put together all willy-nilly, it does seem to have a lordly caliber to it. And the king yells, It is time to test your mettle if you truly wish to continue. Consider this my last encore, or yours, depending. It's time for an ogre battle. I knew it, I knew it, I knew we'd have an ogre battle. Your vision suddenly seems, the world around you suddenly seems to like blur and blend together uh, and then just suddenly shatters into glass and falls around you. Uh-huh. And the next this thing the you know. Change? Yeah, did we just, did you yes. just give us a JRPG fight like start transition? <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Uh, and yeah, tactics so good. Like, let's cling together. And you are now just outside the castle and you can sort of see in in the ground where the grass is the the grass is now outlined in with uh grid lines of soil um that just happens oh to be big enough, big enough to, to to hold a single person uh between you and the castle doors are a are a row of are a row of knights uh, who don't have faces. It, it's just they're just like ten knights with this exact same armor in the exact same battle stance. All right, so if everyone can open up roll twenty. <laughs> <laughs> um, I- 
I have I have a question, Iris, and I hate sure. I hate the answer that you might give me here. Yeah. Does the armor that the faceless knights are wearing look familiar? Does it? Lo- what do you mean? Does it? Do mean? Does it look like a Kestrel's armor? Yeah, I think I think it looks like what your armor used to look. Like. Fuck. Oh, this sucks. Uh, uh, so, so Iris, I have a question. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. sorry, Fabi, do you want to go first? No, no, ask your question, then I'll I'll, I'll say what I was going to say. Uh, I was going to ask, so is this just a, like a flat plane we're on? Yeah, essentially, like, there, it's it's a flat plane. There are trees around you um, that are each uh, perfectly uh, taking up um, one, one, uh, square, one to yeah. four, uh, one to four uh, squares um, all on their own. Lillian is still in its human form, so it's only taking up one square as well. So I ask that because I wanted to know if I oh could gosh. have the show must go on uh, paint a bunch of squares blue to create a choke point. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, yeah, let me think. What? What would I have? Okay, I think I know what I'll have you do that. Do for that. I'll have you give me a uh, challenge fate elegance because you are essentially painting and you know you want to be able to 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 paint uh quickly and accurately yeah it's got to look like water if it's to be parsed as water yeah uh so all right that's two uh so that is going to be uh justice and the empress uh you were so you were so close zoe (laughs) uh yeah let's see here um, yeah, the the Empress is you create something. Uh, justice is uh, the situation becomes more fair. Keep in mind the Empress is uh, Kestrel's resonant card. Sure is. <laughs> yeah, but I do want it. <laughs> Just use it. Yeah, use it. It's fine. We're at, right. the, we're at the end of the deck. Yeah. Besides, I already got All the right. Emperor. It's not going to be funnier than that. <laughs> That's true. All right, yeah, so uh, you create something. Um, so it's a neutral card. Um, so I'm going to say, yeah, so I think you're wanting to create this this water sort of like in between you and the knights, correct? Yeah, like, you know, four tiles on one side, four tiles on the other, and then like a little strip of land as a bridge. Okay, yeah, sure. So yeah, I think uh, you... You do manage to do that, but you are working uh, fairly quickly, um, so you can't give it like the the nice uh, shading that you would normally want to to Im- imply uh, depth to the water. Um, so it does end up being somewhat shallow. Uh, so the the knights can still get through it. But they, anyone trying to trying to walk through it will be severely impeded. So it is it is it is possible to simply walk through it. But you know it, it's it maybe not the best course of action. Difficult terrain is what has been created. Yes, exactly. It'll take up two movement instead of one. Mm. Fabi, what was your thing? Well, let me see if I can do it now. First, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna open my battle menu and go to move. Sure. I'm going to click uh, jump to be able to jump the water towards towards where the knights are. Oh, okay. You're just going right in there. 
Yeah, because I had a plan, but now I have to. I have an obstacle <laughs> to do the plan that I had. Yeah, sure. Do you want? Do you want to like uh, be attacking as you jump? Like you gonna well, pounce? So on my someone? plan is jump, and then since they're all lined up in a row, I'm gonna go and click to attack, and I'm gonna do my suplex attack. And there's a weird glitch going on that lets me suplex all four of them at the same time. It wasn't meant to be like this, but because of the way the battle works, I happen to be able to suplex all four of them. Like a train, maybe. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, you're you're going to have to give me a justification for why you can glitch out uh, something like the, the the Fairy King's own own game. Uh, because orcs are a type of fairy, and this is basically magic coming from similar source in mind. Okay, okay, so you're exerting some of your own fey influence. All right, mm-hmm. uh, I, I can accept that. Uh, now the question is, how do I want... You know what, I think I'll just have you do a scrap. Yep. Um... So that is going to be three cards, which means I will also need to shuffle the deck. All right, let's see here. All right, so you have the Chariot, Justice, and the Fool. Well, Justice is my Disney. God. All righty. All right. Uh, so it's. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, unless you want to, like... Can you push? No. Okay. no I didn't no, think so, they, but I want to yeah. make sure. Uh, 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 I mean... Your brash... Uh, uh, what's the thing actually meant for you to kick my ass? <laughs> sure. Does that work, what you're dissonant? Okay. Uh, uh, I mean, you once you take damage, you can use it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think that makes sense. Um, yes. Yeah, so oh wait, when you play a negative card when scrapping your challenging fate, actually, yes, ab- absolutely, you can. Okay. Yeah. yeah so because we treat it as negative. Yeah, so yeah. keep in mind, the dissonant effect is your brash actions cost you or your mm-hmm. teammates something valuable. Uh, you may not break through anything else as long as your dissonant dissonant card remains in the discard pile. Um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and interpret that for why that is somehow. Good. <laughs> the situation becomes more fair. Yeah. Or yeah, the yeah the other one. Uh, so I think what's gonna happen is that I'm I do the suplex, but I end up the glitch ends up like shattering the area, and now we're stuck in small areas. Each, basically, each one of them facing a knight, uh, separate from everyone else, and I'm also separate from them. Okay, um, and it does say, and reveal your master plan by drawing POW instead yeah. of Jen. Um, so that's another Yeah, it's three? another three card draw. All right. Yeah. All right, you get uh, the lovers, the high priestess, and strength. I mean... Yeah, strength's pretty on the nose here. All right. Uh, so yeah, you triumph through force. So yeah, that happens exactly as you say it does. Um, you jump over and you suplex this uh, line of knights 
Um, and once you do so, uh, once the first head impacts the ground, um, you see cracks form in in the ground, um, almost like it's made of glass. Uh, and suddenly the, the whole uh, area ar- around all of you just, you hear like this screeching noise and suddenly like the, the the cracks proliferate and you all are shunted off to your own areas um, with individual knights. Um, I think the 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 lake like the little uh, sort of lake areas that uh, Ricky created do persist. Um, but only in two of the areas. Uh, Crimson, you and your knight are stuck in one of them with most of the ground taken up by that sh- by that uh, waist-high water. Let's say, uh, I think, Lillian, you're, you're the other one. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> All right, so you are now all facing down your individual knights. Um, I think... Who's, I was going to say, whose turn is it in the turn order there, Ira? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, gosh, who who do I think has the highest initiative? I'm going to say probably Callistra. Hmm, okay. I don't think Callistra is really much of a fighter herself, so I'm going to use a summon art. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to summon a knight of my own. Okay. All right. It is a well, It is a small creature that looks like it's made up of pieces of a forest. It's got a little stump for a like a tree stump for a head and uh vine, you know, kind of uh wound together vines for limbs and uh Okay. Yeah, and it's holding a holding a sword that's just a bunch of rocks stuck together. <laughs> I think I'm going to have you give me a, a challenge fate using your genius to see how well you construct this thing. Unless yeah. you can no, let's do it. give me a better one. All right. Uh, so that's going to be. Oh, uh, three. That's cards. three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Right. I draw with oh. my best stat. <laughs> Yeah, oh no. Uh, oh boy, you got Temperance, Judgment, and the World. Um, I would like... Hmm, tough call. <laughs> judgment says... You... Uh, uh, a second Judgment in the in the round would be something. No, yeah, let's do the World. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you got the full spread there. Uh, all right, the World. for a, uh, The World bends to your will. Uh, yeah, so you you create this uh, this uh, forest night, and it comes out of your imagination and into the world exactly uh, as you had thought of it uh, in your head. It's a little guy. Um, um, doesn't look like it's that strong, but um, it has the heart. It has the heart of a true hero. It does. Oh, oh boy, it does. Like as soon as you uh, create it. It is is its arm like made of sticks and stuff? Uh, I was I was picturing the limbs as uh, vines wound together, 
So they're kind of okay, noodly, yeah. kind of noodly, but firm because there's you know multiple vines together. Yeah, it, it sort of gives you a salute and says, "Lady Kalistra, proud to serve," and it uh, charges the uh, enemy knight. And at first, you're a little cons uh, you were you know you're not really sure how well do, uh, it'll do against the the enemy knight. You're not sure how good that enemy knight actually is in combat. Um, but this little guy soundly trounces him in just like a, a few moments. You know how they say that like uh, most real fights are over in six seconds or so? Yep. That's about what happens here. Uh, the, the forest knight just like bowls this suit of armor over and starts wailing on it uh, with its uh, vine limbs and you can get under the armor all you need is one good strike you know as a finishing blow it sort of forces its vines uh, through the crevices of the armor and then uh, lets out a brief cry like Rah! and just um, splits the armor apart uh, and it all scatters um, revealing nothing underneath uh, and the night goes uh, uh, goes still. It just goes still. There's no, like, slowly dissolving, no, like, wireframes appearing. Oh, that's that's a good point. Yeah, I, I think I think what happens is that, like, there's a, a, a red glyph appears underneath it and glows. Then the bits of armor sink into the earth and then the glyph disappears. Uh, um, so let's I, move yeah, on. I, I was just gonna say, um, oh, as the night as the night uh, completes its its duty, I uh, uh, bow my head to it and give it a uh, kiss on its little viney uh, hand. Oh, Lady Calistra, you honor me. <laughs> I love this little dude. <laughs> he's he's pretty good. Uh, let's move on to let's say Kestrel. Okay. Um. Quick question: is, are, Sure. Is it exclusively knights here, or is like the fairy king like watching from a throne, like a little smug asshole? Uh. Well, I mean, he is watching from his throne, like a little smug asshole. But it's hard for you to, to see that exactly because I, I, you're I mean, outside like, the castle. Okay. I was wondering if he was like watching the bet, like like uh, like a Final Fantasy judge, like watching. Because uh, if he was, I was just going to huck my spear right at him. But if not, oh, no, I, no, yeah. No. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Don't do that. The judges yeah, are very strong. He's crying through his <laughs> Okay, okay. Then, um... You're not supposed to attack him. Uh, fuck it. <laughs> um, I think Kestrel stares down this, ar this knight that is wearing a very familiar set of armor and armor that w hers once looked like, like silver and gold and like very well maintained and beautiful and just drains the life from any like plant matter, anything near her and leaps up into the air full dragoon style and tries to just impale this like, mockery of her former comrades um okay. uh, yeah that'll definitely be a scrap oh yeah 100 so that's two right now that's it's true. two now yep yep you've buffed her yeah 
Thank you for buffing me on my dissident card. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, it made thematic sense. Yeah, um, and also, was, like, yeah. no matter what, something is going to get a buff. Like, yeah, that's how yeah. that also, yeah, plays out. Personally, I was initially considering swapping your Jen and Pow, because you're ah. not thinking straight anymore. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, anyway, you get the devil and the hermit. Um, I am pushing. Okay. Oh. That's the Hierophant. Um... When, what's the rule withdrawing other people's dissonant cards? It doesn't okay. matter. Yeah. Um, okay, so the devil, the hermit, the hierophant. Or the hierophant. Okay. No, oh, you, you... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah so I take so the hierophant. Have, no, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, taking yeah, the hierophant I discover something. Okay. Okay, uh, yeah, let's see here. Um, and, and this is a scrap, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, it's a scrap. Yeah. Uh, so discard the top card of the deck, Iris. Okay. So I, do have, card, I, I do have. I do have. Well, lucky you. There goes the tower. <laughs> that's hey. that's great. But I also do have a quick question. This sure. is for Molly more than anyone. Um, oh hi, yeah. Pound of flesh says when anyone plays a card. Am that's I, true. Am I anyone? I believe you. Are you not? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you are. If you really were, if you were, you have to I tell think us. about Hold some on. things. You have to I have to think us. about some things after this session. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. Never mind. Hold on. Put the tower back because I yeah. feel like I know where. No, this no, no, is no, no. The tower. Yeah. The tower goes. Is she's scrapping still? That's yeah. part of scrap. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if that's Pound that's of what happens on a neutral scrap. To... Okay. Um, then uh, I think uh, I want to use Pound of Flesh. Oh, okay, well, never mind. Put it back. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm pretty sure she was about to. <laughs> I misunderstood. Yeah. Pound of flesh. Uh, okay, what are you giving up? I think Kestrel is giving up the memory of one of her companions. The, like, in exchange for killing this, like, shadow of them, um, okay. she loses all memory of, like, she she traveled with a group of like knights who she knew for most of her life and she is giving up all memories of that person uh so yeah the so the memory you give up are those knights um who when you went through the fairy king's domain and he turned hostile you stayed behind yep. to protect them and you fought for as long as you could but eventually you succumbed and you never really knew what happened to them but they didn't come back and you did uh so yeah you no longer remember any of them uh and in in exchange you get the world i yeah great worth it what does this look like as you are sort of descending on this night with your spear does anything happen I feel like it's it's very like her like the black kind of necrotic death energy that she channels like when it when she drains it it's white but I think once it like enters her body it's like smoky inky black like it looks gross um and I think it just like like it's super saiyan level like just like crackles over her looks like smoke is pouring out from like the the gaps in her armor um and oh like when uh, Greymon just... uh digivolved into Skull Greymon <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> like that thank you <laughs> I yes 100% thank you Lexi 
<laughs> uh, when she impales the knight, I think it like billows, like it explodes out from the knight. Sick. Uh, yeah, and when the knight crumples to the ground, the the same thing uh, happens as what Kalistra saw. A, a red glyph appears beneath it, and its armor sort of sinks back into the ground. Um, and I um, think, because it says I should also describe how my Eidolon's appearance changed to reflect this. Sure. I think, because Who Wants to Live Forever was like a like a poorly filled in skeletal like reaper like cloaked reaper like it was missing a lot of the bones there's a lot more bones now um it, it, it is now more back. filled in than it was uh that then like it it has more bones than it is missing at this point it doesn't have too many bones. not too many bones but also not enough okay <laughs> more than more than you'd like but less than you'd hope <laughs> uh all right let's let's take a uh, check in on lillian oh i think lillian is just like dropping the facade uh and then just trying to crush this thing yeah like like starts walking towards the water and like as as it gets like ankle deep uh it lets go of the facade and just like grows and then just kind of like grabs the knight lillian doesn't need a summon because lillian is a summon (laughs) Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think the water really affects you that much. No, um, I don't think so. All right, so that's definitely just going to be a scrap. Yeah, I think we're scrapping. All right, so, uh, well, you already know what one of these cards will be. One oh. of them is the tower. Oh, God. <laughs> you got the tower and death. Well, wouldn't you know it? Death is exactly the card I wanted. Oh, nice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, that's Lillian's resonant card. Uh, yeah, when you play your resonant card, apply the following forecast. You make the world a stranger and more wonderful place. Name one law of any kind. For the remainder of this session, this law no longer applies. But I think, is this the, your second time getting a resident? This is my second time getting my resident <laughs> card. Incredible. Yes. Um, the law no, that no longer applies uh, now is the law of the fairy king. Ooh, baby. <laughs> oh, Ooh, hot damn. Oh, dang. All right. Hmm. It's kind of a wide one, but I'm taking it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, I think you beat this suit of armor uh, into the dirt. And there's just like these huge splashes of water that go everywhere as you are um, pounding it further and further into the the silt below. And uh, you see... Well, it's hard. It's a little hard to see under the under like the the dirt that is now permeating uh, the lake that you've disturbed. But you can tell like there's an orange glow coming out from underneath, and possibly because you can sense something's happening, or possibly because you just want to give the knight one final blow. Uh, you hammer the ground one last time. Um, well, you got to make sure. Yeah. And you hear another screeching sound like when Crimson, like when Crimson initially caused the glitch, the red glow sort of flickers like a light that's about to go out. And you sort of see the world around you, you know, like a CRT being turned off. Oh, uh, where yeah, kind of like slowly fades out. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
that happens uh and then the color slowly starts coming back a few moments later almost like your eyes are almost like you're awaking from a very deep sleep and your eyes are are starting to take in more light when the world comes back you all are now inside the castle again you are standing in front of the fairy king uh in front of his throne almost like you never left and the the fairy king i think he he with his uh hand that isn't holding his tear he grips the side of his throne tightly and says i've got one last thing for you i'm not gonna let all that magic go to waste and in front of you you see a red a much larger red glyph appear and up from it comes swirling out a like all like the disassembled suits of armor and they combine together to form this much larger knight um a little bit taller even than Lillian and there's again it, it's it's empty underneath but where its head would be you can sort of see this a spectral face with a single eye and it will raise up its giant club uh, made of armor uh, and attempt to slam it down on all of you. I mean, can Lillian catch it? Yeah, she could try. Yeah, I, I think this will probably be... I think this will just be another pow. Okay. Because you're because you're trying to triumph through force. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, you get the emperor and the sun. Yeah, I think I'll just take the sun here. That makes sense. Uh, all right. Yeah. What a surprise! So you... a tree taking the sun. <laughs> 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 the hammer comes down, and and you uh, put your hands up with very little effort catch the club and halt its progress um though your your feet like do uh sink in to the tile floor a bit and the ground buckles because this is anime exactly the ground buckles yeah. a bit and and sends uh cracks uh throughout uh sort of uh, radiating out of where you are i think while uh i think while she's doing that um i'm gonna kind of walk past them to uh, stand face-to-face -face with the fairy king and uh, address him. Your majesty, what is it that you are hoping to accomplish? If I can't bring my people back, I want to at least take the one who did this with me. What if your people can be saved? Look around you. What people are there? They're gone. The fisher took them. The, the magic is being drained from these woods. I look the king uh, in his eyes and say, we are assembled here to rescue one from the fissure already. If we can do this, why should we stop at one? Your desires and our mission are one and the same. You need not fight us. No, Give I'm me a dazzle. Okay. 
Alrighty. Uh, that will be uh, the Empress and the Magician. Um, Empress, you create something. Magician is... You achieve an impossible you success. An impossible so yeah, let's success. do that one. Alright. <laughs> I like the sound of the impossible success. That sounds great. The, the Fairy King, you can see him sort of um, his grip on his throne relaxes a bit and he unclenches his his left hand and you can once again see the that sa- that sapphire tear and it's even with what very little light there uh, there is in this place uh, it still twinkles and he looks down at it and just stares and says I don't want to live like this anymore. If you have a way out, if you believe you can actually do something, well, I have to admit it's better than my what my ideas have gotten me. Dear Lord, you know something of me. Would I have taken this mission if I did not believe I could I could accomplish it? No. You are a clever vixen, and I'm sure time has not dulled your senses. Uh, he sort of does a dismissive wave with his hand, and the golem made of armor, all the armor clatters to the ground, uh, and the red glyph uh, dissipates. And he says, if you're going to attempt this, for both for all our sakes well it would behoove me to give you as much chance as possible i put most of my emotions in here for safekeeping but not all let's see if this does you any good and he again looks looks down at the tear and he starts to cry and one single tear rolls down his left eye down his cheek and then breaks off and splashes on to the crystalline teardrop and it glows a bright pale blue uh, from from its core and a a, a second later you smell rain again on a breeze and wind rushes through this throne room and the fairy king dissipates into a mass of butterflies that take flight and they leave and the tear drops to the carpet in front of the throne. Island Queen is produced by Audio Entropy. Find us at audioentropy.com. Island Queen featured Zoe Tunnel as Kestrel, Maxine Knightley as Ricky Spectacular Baradam, Lexi Watner as Calistra Swiftheart, Fabi Garza as Anne in that crimson scene, her smile once broken. Now was whole again, aka Crimson. 
Molly Rhinebeck as Lillian Witchwood, Iris Christensen as the GM, music by Maxine Knightley, edited by Iris Christensen. The finale for Island Queen will be out November 6th for Patreons and November 13th for everyone else. Thank you for listening!